Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... Now, the OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. Real me. Let's not not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to the There's Always Next Year podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me is the balsamic chef extraordinaire, Travis Miller. Never. Who you can, Never. <laughs> who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. He always has wonderful, wonderful balsamic glaze recipes Never. travis you were burning down balsamic in our in our feed with josh josh is not with us today he's on special assignment what is it about balsamic vinegar that you refuse to use in your restaurants why why i god i mean it it, it dominated 
the freaking the 90s like i i came out of the 90s and early 2000s never ever wanting to taste that crap again it was like me going in and having a a tequila binge and coming out going we're never going to be friends never drinking i'll never drink aftershock again i'll never drink gold schlager again yes i'm familiar with these binges of which you speak yeah Yeah, i mean i mean that it was like mango salsa and balsamic (laughs) drizzle balsamic glaze like you know it's and and you know I living in in southwestern Virginia and eastern Tennessee you know it's it's I go to these restaurants that um, not to completely throw shade but you know they're they're stuck in in you know 2004 and like right. I go to everyone and it's like how are we gonna jazz this dish up you know what we could come up with something yeah. cool but fuck what, it what would Wolfgang Puck do what would Wolfgang Puck do in 1994 is that is that glaze what you're telling it. me glaze it balsamic glaze. All right. So, so I have a question for you. So if I like balsamic dressing, is that, and I make it myself, is that a problem? Do I need to, I would say that's one step up from that, like uh, raspberry vinaigrette that we were all subjected to through the eighties and nineties. All right. What is the Southwest Virginia equivalent, like uh, culinary equivalent? So I'm not saying what is balsamic vinegar in a bad way, like in a good way, what would that be like a sorghum, like a sorghum molasses? Like, how would you even? Yeah, if, if you so, had to, I mean, what? How would you, you substitute know, like, it? That's what I'm asking. So I, I work on. I make sorghum vinegar. Number one, um, uh, also called black vinegar, and in, in uh, Asian cultures, uh, typically made out of sorghum or molasses. Do that. Uh, it's much more flavorful. We use things like. Uh, double fermented soy and bourbon barrels. You know, there's a lot of ways to get some of those flavors that are way better than buying a uh, a squeezy bottle of thickened <laughs> burnt vinegar with a buttload of sugar added to it from Cisco. Well, I have a feeling we have some Italian listeners who are rage like smashing their cars into other cars or something so uh so do you have anything to say to the people to the fine people of italian extraction who might take serious umbrage to what you're saying right now not really no you're just gonna have to deal with it (laughs) just that was a very that was a very zach wilson answer like he just doesn't bother you just doesn't bother you so yeah exactly uh, yeah yeah you know we, we I know we talk about them, but it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you. It's fine. I don't worry Just about like that. Zach. So Zach Wilson was not bothered uh, by some comments made after the game. After the game, of course, the Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins, thirty-four. To, uh, excuse me, thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, they were leading. They were looking very strong in the first half, and the only offensive output that happened in the second half, Travis, was by one Brandon Eccles who. Uh, ran a ball in for a t- uh, an interception in for a touchdown on a pick six play. Uh, but that was the only offense the Jets were able to muster points in the second half. Um, uh, I got a lot of feelings, but I, I, I'll just go back to what we talked about last week, which was I said on our podcast, I think the Jets will play in the game. They'll hang in the game. But over the course of 60 minutes, they're just not going to be able to keep up, even though the Dolphins are, you know, they're a marginally better team. They just can't keep up. And effectively, the air leaked out of their their early lead. What were your thoughts as you were watching the game? Were you kind of lulled into, hey, they're playing well here? Or how did you see that going? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, 
I got excited about a lot of things in the first half, but I didn't let myself get to that point of like, we're playing well. I mean, there was a lot of really great fun plays. I mean, like LaFleur, I thought drew up a really great game plan. Yeah. I was calling a wonderful game in the first half. Uh, even the backyard school stuff, I was like, whoa, that's nuts. Like that's, Razzle that's dazzle. Stuff that we've yeah. been like, you know, wow, that's that's kind of uh, what we saw out of out of Zach at BYU. That's kind of cool. And then, you know, the uh, the crazy hook and ladder. I was like, Lafleur is is killing it. Um, but I didn't get too far ahead of myself because, again, like you know, the 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 crazy freaking backyard play that that Wilson had. Like that was a that was a, a whoa, just a whoa. beautiful shit show. Like that that play was. <laughs> Completely. He was like running back. The ball goes back to him. He cuts back to the middle of the field. He almost gets sacked. He avoids the sack. He moves, or maybe he moved back towards the pocket. And then he found Griffin, right? Like downfield, just kind of a huge wobbly pass that Griffin had to double clutch. I mean, it was like somehow everything that was that really should have gone wrong didn't. So it was kind of one of those instances where you're like, don't jump up and down and high five yourselves for that one because. At every point, that could have been a complete and utter disaster, and it probably should have yeah. been. Now, yeah, and it there was, was a couple amazingly fun to watch. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, watch, right? I, yeah. I just didn't let myself get too deluded in it, and and you know, it, it was it was very you know, I the second half proved me right because you know they came out. I don't know why they stopped running the ball. I don't know why they, they quit committing to the run. I mean, I would, you know, I, mm. I do agree. Stop running on first down every single time when you've got Connor McDermott and uh, at points, Dan Finney in the game, I mean, <laughs> you know, or Feeney or whatever, like yeah. he's got no, a great right. yeah, mullet, but yeah. he can't play himself out of the fucking dog crate. Wet, wet paper bag. Yeah. Wet paper um, bag. Yeah. Uh, there was also, you're talking about kind of these like, you know, el- plays of like agony to ecstasy or whatever did you also see the play where zach wilson was like fading back fading back he's like trying to evade and he was like reverse tech mowing towards his own goal post and i was just like oh my god like for a minute there i thought he was gonna like george plimpton paper lions like slam into his own goal post for a second before he like evaded and like threw it away or something i can't remember but i was just like he was like 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and i'm like dude you're this is not a greg wilson jam like you do not need to be 30 yards behind your own line of scrimmage like not necessary he Um, kept going back and forth between not not trusting the pocket and it's funny like he was not trusting the pocket at points when he should and then the flip side, <laughs> trusting the pocket when he absolutely shouldn't, and it's it's that awareness that that really really scares me um, because you know he has actually had fairly consistent offensive line play at least for I would say six out of the nine games, right? Um, whether you or, know, or at least you know, know where the problems are, you know where the yes. problems are, you know where the gaps are going to get broken, and where where the dam is going to be breached, you know, where it's coming from. Uh, you know, it's not going to come from Fant. It's, you know, it's not going to come from the right side. It's going to come right up the middle. Um, so you got to be ready for it. Like this week, it is going to come from your blind side, you know, and, yeah. and then speaking to that, that, that crazy freaking flea flicker play, like he went straight into, you know, the soft part of, of the entire offensive line. And you saw everybody's getting through and, 
Um, there's no blocking. Um, it was that God. I mean, but again, like the second half, I thought was was more of everything kind of came back down to earth, and there weren't these fantastical things just being pulled out of somebody's ass. It was like, okay, this is what is actually happening, right. and uh, you know, it it, it it really it really does worry me that you know he's got nine games under his belt, and a lot of the things that we should be seeing progression on we're not seeing. And when he makes a remark like that, and, and I get it. I mean, the dude's what, 23, 22, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he doesn't 22. have the maturity to like go into these interviews. And when there's 50 people asking him, you know, essentially like dancing around the words of like, how much do you think is your fault? Like he right. doesn't have, you know, he, you can't expect him to have that maturity like constantly. Uh, but on the field, you would hope that you would be seeing more of that. So I don't take as much stock in the, the comments afterwards. I think that they were completely stupid for him to say that. But in the game, I mean, I, I just I, I hoped that we would see him starting to get it. Yeah. And so, I, I really worry that we are aren't. So in terms of in terms of the context, in case you're not on Twitter or living under a rock around the Jets, like which I'm sure if you're listening, podcast is not the case. After the game, he was essentially asked why, uh, if you were to amalgamate all the work of, you know, Flacco and White and any other quarter of Josh Johnson, any other quarterback who's played, you know, they're kind of on average playing better than um, than Zach Wilson has played. So here's here's um here's some of the words from Rich Simini's uh, article on ESPN.com. Uh, it says, um, you know, basically when the, when it was brought up, you could almost see his jaw clench. He didn't seem to like that question one bit. Quote, yeah, I don't worry about uh, any of that stuff, unquote. He said curtly a response that hung in the air for a second or two. And then he goes on to say it wasn't wasn't a savvy moment, as you said, right? Basically not not the best PR type answer. Um, and and right, like if you if you watch any of the SNY coverage after the game, you know, the guys there, Willie, um, Willie Clone, all the others were just saying, like, listen, he's trying to be a Bart tough guy. Really- Bart, Bart, but yes, Bart destroyed him. So if you have not seen that clip, go to SNY.TV, find the one of Bart Scott just dragging the shit out of Zach Wilson. It was brutal. He basically said, I, I have, I wrote it down because I was like, oh my gosh, this was painful. He basically yeah. said, you don't walk like a leader. You don't talk like a leader. Then he said some other things he said, but how about you go read a book from something like, he was, and this was something like from good to great, uh, go read the art of art war, of war and, and then curious George. <laughs> he said, "I don't care." Go read curious George. Oh my god! And then he was saying yeah. how, like, you, you say you don't care, like Mister Tough Guy. You should, right? And like Bart is three hundred percent right. He is three hundred percent right. It's his job as the quarterback of this team to go in and be gracious and put it on his own shoulders. And but like th- this is this is what happens, right? This is what happens when you take a failed Rube Goldberg project of a quarterback from a system, a BYU, where everybody's kissing your ass because you're the star of the show and your family is this, you know, celebrated family and uncle started Jet Blue and you're the punky quarterback and you're I mean, like I, I was watching that video of him yesterday. I guess I haven't really noticed like 
he's got tiny arms. Like he's got tiny little baby arms. And I'm just like, what is, what is going on? Who is this guy? Why is this kid, the quarterback of the team? Like, and then he's like, you know, giving these curt answers and stuff. I, I had never seen, I had never seen Tua. Like I, I had never like actually watched Tua throw a ball. It's like an Indiana Jones whip. Like it's, it's like he's, he's <laughs> slinging like a, a whip or uh, I think somebody even on Twitter said like, his arm is like a spaghetti. Like his, his arm is, is, is like just watching spaghetti whip through the air. But yeah, that cracked me up. Um, so I just the, the, like, it's like, what do you expect when you take a kid from an underrated program playing against tomato cans and then put him in the NFL? And listen, I, I get it. The Dolphins are not you know, the greatest defense in the, in the league. And they have played some tough defenses. Zach Wilson has played tough defenses. New Orleans has a tough defense. Uh, Carolina, first week of the season, tough defense. There's plenty Patriots, tough defense. There's lots of good defenses. The, but the bills that go on and on and on. Bengals. This, Bengals. Hell yeah. Like the, the, the point is though, that like, you just have these situations and you're just like, what do you expect when a, when a kid has a quarterback rating of 11, like when, when it comes to these games, like what do you expect? Dax Milne was his top option last year. And so, I mean, yeah, we're getting good play out of Elijah Moore. We're getting good play out of Michael Carter in fits and starts. Tevin Coleman was great yesterday. Um, I mean, I do like this kind of three back rotation system that the Jets are using. I think it's really valuable because guys get banged up and, you know, it, it costs a lot of money. I mean, look at the contract I that the Cowboys have. Okay. Well, but look at the contract that the, the Cowboys have with Ezekiel Elliott and it is an albatross around their neck. Like it is going to weigh them down now going forward because Zeke Elliott is not going to be able to take, you know, 30 carries a game. So, so I like what they're doing, but I just, uh, like there are these bright spots, but then it just all gets soured when you watch the quarterback play and play well, and then it's Jekyll and Hyde, and we're back to the second half. They make adjustments, and he's got no answers for it. So I, don't I, know. I will, I will say, you know, hmm. I've seen him in interviews in the past be very polished and where he needs to be. So I'm not going to take a full shit on him like Bart. Like I'm more on the Willie Cologne part of like. He's being a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it. Like he, he's trying to be a tough guy. He's, he's a kid in the New York media. I mean, that's the thing. Like that's, I think that's the other thing that we, we also forget. Like he's not just doing an interview in green Bay or, or this in, isn't the desert times he's, anymore. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a salt Lake city Mormon journal or whatever. Right. Like he is, he is, is there in New York city where they are. Everyone is just, ready to tear you down and and you know i think he he put up a little bit of a wall and and i get it um but you know i, I you know and and to the other points like i will give him a little bit of credit in that and and this is something that even uh robert sala said uh in his post game the offensive side of the ball is all about rhythm every single part of it like whether it be the offensive line everything and it's not an excuse I really do think that we should be seeing more progression from him and, and more of the, I get it moments, but he hasn't had a lot of ability to have any form of rhythm built up. And I think that's, that's really what I want to see in these last 
Last because game. of continuity, you're saying because Corey Davis hasn't played or Elijah Moore hasn't played or the offensive line is shuffling yeah. players around. And, or, okay. and, you know, he's playing mm-hmm. with Kellen Cole and Denzel Mims, who, you know, I don't care what Mims says right now. Like, you're essentially, you're a scrub <laughs> right now. And and Kellen Cole it was, the, it was bad salmon. I swear this whole season is just because of bad salmon, guy. Like, I mean, just he just he put that balsamic glaze right over the top of that salmon and it just wrecked him. It uh, wrecked I, his I, digestive system. I, 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 Denzel Mims quote of, I don't know many people like me. And it's like, that might uh, be a good thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, uh Right now, I'm, I'm taking Stephen Hill over you any day of the week, bud. Oh, damn. Damn, that's some cold stuff. Yeah, it's like, if you could you imagine if you could take, like, the mentality of Braxton Berrios and put it in Denzel Mims' body? Just like, holy shit, fuse, yeah. Fuse, oh, my God. Fuse those two people together. Wow, that would be a hell. That would be a Julio Jones level player. Julio Jones level player. It's, it's, it's rough. I mean, I, I'll give him that. But, but, you know, we can't, we just, can't keep making these excuses every week and that's one thing that you know i hear a lot of from you know i i try i try to be kind of in the middle like i know i'm fairly pessimistic but i try to be optimistic mm-hmm. and see the good side as much as i can but like i can't just keep sitting here going well you know this week you had connor mcdermott and dan feeney was in the game and we're out two wide receivers you know what that's it seems like every week like i mean th- there comes a point when he and, and I almost put some of this on the coaching staff. And uh, another thing that, that Salah said, and this, this totally rang true to me, um, not just, you know, because I'm a chef, but he said something about too many chefs spoiling the broth, about him having too many people talking to him at this point. He's got mm. LaFleur. He's got Kavanaugh. He's got, uh, what's his name? His freaking uh, QB guru guy. Yeah. He's got the QB coach. I mean, He's got five people in his ear and, you know, they may be saying the same message all the time, but, and which may be good, but that also be, might be like freaking office space. I mean, how many, how many people do you need walking up to you and saying, Hey, that was, that was not the throw you needed to do. I mean, Hey, did you get the TPS memo? I mean, TPS it's like, report? Yeah, like I'm that's worried about not freaking reports. <laughs> and there comes a point when that's not helpful on uh, even, even if it's, in a positive way, it's not helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, there's well, hey. so many worries about like why he's at this point in his progression because, you know, we've all three of us on this podcast have, have I wouldn't say skeptical, but always been, I'm just not sold yet and cautiously pessimistic or, or, opt, or, or pessimistically or optimistic. Pes- optimistic. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's my thing. It's like I, I want to be proved wrong. I want nothing more to be proved than, than to be proven wrong about this kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's just so many factors. You don't even know what's what's fucking him up now. Like it was was he not ready to begin with? Is you know, is it is it the lack of continuity in, in offensive personnel? Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I'm going to make you I'm going to make you queen for a day and you are going to get to pick three uh, like three transactions. I don't need specific um, I don't need specific players. I just need like I need this position filled. I need this position filled. I need this position filled. Like so this coming off season, what are the three positions do you fill and how? Like do you fill them by free agency or do you fill them by the draft? Like with a let's say a high high draft pick or you know a, a highly touted free agent. So what are the three things you're going to do to help create continuity and rhythm on that offense for Zach Wilson for 2022? Because we know they're not going to draft quarterbacks. It's a weak quarterback class coming up, which, which means everybody says it's weak, which means it'll wind up, you know, five years from now, be like, God, that was like the strongest quarterback class of all time. Um, yep. But anyway, so the, the point is they're not going to draft a quarterback. Of course, they're going to draft either positional players or linemen. What are you, what positions are you focusing on? What three and how? Uh, number one would be figuring out what to do at right guard, i.e. figuring out what to do with the George Vance, Mekhi Beckton situation. I I really, really think that that if we moved him, if we moved Mekhi to right guard, the level uh, of play, right tackle, you mean? Right I'm tackle. sorry, right tackle. Um, yeah. If we moved him to right tackle, uh, considering the level of play that Fant has given on the left, which is sizably better than he was when he was on the right, even with switching switching positions, which I will be the first to tell you is super hard. But you're giving – if you start this process now, you're giving Mekhi Becton a full offseason, part of a regular season, to learn switching this – switching sides. You get that, that that's kind of the linchpin of like the dominoes falling. Like if yep. you can fill that without having to make a transaction, you've already solidified the line. Um, I would feel way better about the line. I would love a, a better center, but like that mm-hmm. is like right tackle linchpin situation on the line. Number two would be safety because our middle of the field is complete dog shit and it is it is just exploited every single week um, on the defense. And that trickles down to linebackers. Like our linebacking depth is terrible. Um, We need outside linebackers. We need, 
people with speed because, you know, and, and what we have there right now combined with the safeties is very, very evident in, in how terrible our run defense is. With the defensive line that we mm-hmm. have, even with some of the younger guys in there, with, with Foley out this week, I mean, it should have been better. But without that, that second-level support, you know, you're just not getting anywhere. Um, especially because we're relying on interior linemen, which I don't know how we continue in this, this cycle of relying on interior linemen to be our main rushers, like Quinn, uh, Quinn Williams. Um, you know, you're, you're just, it's, it's a trickle down kind of thing when you're relying on that, like, you know, you, you don't, so outside linebacker or edge, one of the two, you know, I mean, I think that, that position, you know, at this point, even within a four, three or a three, four is almost a hybrid position. You know, it's right. Yeah. It's kind of viewed that your base package playing nickel so much. You just got to, that guy has to be flexible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nickel is almost the base. Even with the re-addition of Carl Lawson next year. Even with that, because I mean, if we get a good edge, you know, we're setting one side, we still need that second level. And right Mm -hmm. now we've got, nothing in between the defensive line and the cornerbacks. Like I, I will sing praises about our cornerback group till the ends of the earth. We've got two fifth rounders out there that are killing it. One of which everyone knows I fucking love to death. <laughs> and I thought he had an amazing, he had a game. hell of a game yesterday. Yes. Outside of that he played great game. And the, the best Eccles thing played, about it. Well, I mean, Eccles, Eccles is not as good as Huff, of course, but I thought Eccles had a great game too. Eccles had a great game. Carter had a great game and, and seeing them looking through understanding the offense and, and them making the calls that they're making and shifting each other is mm-hmm. outstanding to watch for like where they were drafted. I mean, granted called should have, you know, would have been a, a low first early second, but just seeing the the stuff that they're able to do, even, you know, the, the, the touchdown that, that uh, Bryce gave up to Devontae Parker. They ran that exact play the next drive they had. And Hall read it completely perfectly. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you, some of these players that I adore, like, and, and am so stoked that we have at, at, at their age, you can literally see the progression happening even within a game. And I don't see that within Wilson, but you know, those, those are probably my three biggest biggest needs and and you know something's got to happen there and i really don't think it's going to happen via free agency I, I really really am scared about our ability to to bring in free agents you know i hear people talking about like let's get mike white let's do this do that but like i just don't see a lot of people coming in without us overpaying like a mofo so it's really going to be <laughs> in-house shifting cards and us drafting really well which you know a lot of people talk crap about the 2020 draft. I will say I'll give JD a pass forever on this. They weren't his scouts. Those people mm-hmm. were scouting for McCagnan and for, for Gase. You know, he's coming in with info from that. And I, I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration. But 2021, you look at that draft, which is all his people, all him, mm-hmm. drafting for Salah, with Salah. And that was a pretty damn good draft. I mean, yeah, for, for all well, well balanced. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, interesting. Yeah, I think if I if I was given the same kind of 
charter here, <laughs> pick, pick three players. I think, yeah, I would love to get, if you could overpay like a mofo, as you said, for a lineman, I think I'd like to go for a center. I think getting a veteran center, I don't know who even who's available. I'm not going to go look, but pay overpay for a center. Um, I think that could definitely help set up some of the other things, right? You kind of shuffle around the line, as you said, I like, you know, with the players you already have, um, I would very much like them to draft a, um, uh, draft a, w- a wide receiver. Like I think they should go back to the well before the before the end of the third round. I don't need a first rounder, but I, I would like to see them get the Corey Davis slash Denzel Mims replacement p- piece, whoever that is. Um, get them kind of on a track and get them going. Uh, but yeah, we don't need to spend a first round pick on that. I think a second or a third, you could probably get a pretty talented player because uh, the players like that always tend to fall. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And then lastly, like, um, I, I, they, they need to address the tight end position. Like I, they have some good players. I think Griffin has played pretty decently this year, but I, I think that's just staying on the offensive side of the ball for mine. Um, like, I think if you could get a good tight end, like someone is going to come free. I don't know what the dolphins plans are with a player like Gasicki, but like, He's scheduled to be a free agent. He uh, wants to get paid. He, he he considers he's pulling uh, uh what's his name from uh, that went from uh, the Saints to the Seahawks. He's considering himself a wide oh, receiver. Yeah, Jimmy he, Graham. Yeah, okay, he's going Jimmy Graham on this and saying I'm not a tight end. I am a receiver, and he's trying to get paid like a receiver. All right, good luck with that, <laughs> sir. Um, have fun. Uh, but yeah, I think like he, he that kind of a player where they're an, they're an additional they're, they're less valuable in the blocking, but more valuable in the pass game. Like I think those would be the three things I'd try and address from the top. But because we got to get yeah we got to get Zach more weapons, but like we that has to be balanced against. I think this draft class is going to be largely used against defensive players because, you know, Sala kind of said, Hey, listen, you know, give to get right. Like I'm, I'm, you have, you can't look at the way the pattern that they drafted and said, okay, that was purely based on best player available. You don't go, what was it? One, two, three, four offensive players first before then basically abandoning all offense purely for defense and special teams on the second half of the, the draft that just, it can't it, like just statistically, it makes no sense that that would happen. That was a, that was a strategic shift made. And I think it was the right shift and they got some good players, but anyway. Um, all right. Yeah. We're already talking about next year. This is, this is where we are. There's a couple games. What's left. the name of the podcast? Uh, yeah. That, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's always next year. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the name of the podcast you give. Just kidding. Um, but okay. So the Jets, play a game next weekend against the are you ready for it clash 1 p.m. The, that's right clash of the titans against 100%. against <laughs> against the jaguars at home i mean I, I have to think they're gonna be you know bussing in people to fill out the stadium it's gonna be a brutal 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 game on boxing day uh jaguar so we're gonna see trevor lawrence take on the second pick zach wilson in their first ever clash um, any thoughts about this game? I mean, I know Urban Meyer's gone, so we're not going to get his um, uh, any of his um, no shenanigans. The shenanigans, yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, what? What do you? Any thoughts about this game? Who wins this game? 
you know, I mean, the Jets are opening up uh, on top uh, on on, mm-hmm. on odds. Um, you yeah. know, I really, I really do think talent wise, we are just a notch, and I'm it's a small notch. Um, yeah. Oh my God, I'm looking at I'm just looking at the odds. I just have to say this. So the so the Jaguars are getting they're getting <coughs> two and a half points, which is basically Vegas's version of like. Fuck it, we don't know. Like we have no idea. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's a shit show. Cool. <laughs> Could go either way. Uh, Could go either way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be real honest. Like I have barely watched any Jaguars football this year. Um, I, I will They're say, not good. They're not very good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I heard that. Um, I will say, like, uh, he's got uh, Trevor Lawrence. Definitely has very long arms. I've noticed that. Who, what, what is wider? What is wider? Trevor Lawrence's neck or Zach Wilson's face? Which is wider? Zach Wilson's headbands. <laughs> Jordan Brand, baby. I'm, I'm right there with you. Fair. All right. Give me that some wins. That wins. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's uh, he looks like Randy Johnson throwing a fastball. I mean, I did not realize like how lanky that dude is but like lanky as fuck i watched an interception that he threw like last week and i was like holy shit dude you like your wind up was again like randy you're like out there killing birds with a with a football (laughs) instead of a baseball (laughs) i mean geez pretty pretty whack but but i mean talent wise i really do think that we are just a slight notch up and Mm -hmm. uh you know, I, I really uh, do think it 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 all is going to go down to, um, you know, kind of that rah rah moment of like, hey, the the old coach is out. Like we're rallying around, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're rallying around, around the, the family, replacing. And it's like, you know, we're here. We're going to do this. Um, it's it's kind of those intangible moral moments that you know I think that we're really, really kind of looking at. So you know, if they if they show up, you know. Um, I really don't think – I really hope the Jets don't think that they can walk into any stadium and go, yeah, we've got this, and uh, move past a team. Um, but if there was mm-hmm. a, a team that, that <laughs> someone could, that. I feel yeah. like this would be the week. And, you know, we lose we lose this game, and it's – it's oof, it's that's rough. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, I guess that's um, – well, it only sets us up well for – for the real season, which starts in April for, for, yeah, for us to drop Derek Stingley Jr. and have a, another, another injured cornerback exper- experiment. Oh, well, Hey, um, just before we go, just want to take a moment to say happy holidays to everybody. We know. Wait, it's holiday? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, you don't know you're in a restaurant. <laughs> you never leave the kitchen, man. They, they got you chained to the chain to the pass. You just, you don't Pretty get to close. leave. Yeah, so um, so everybody hope hope everybody has a good holiday season, a merry new year. Uh, we will, I will plan on being back on the twenty seventh. Travis, can you make it? I don't know about our our boy Joshy, but uh, but yeah, I'll I'll be planning on doing a podcast next. Week. I'll be there. Okay, after the the clash of the Titans, Jaguars versus Jets, it's gonna be real real barn burner. Um, but thanks for everybody for listening. Have a great week. Um, spend time with your family and friends and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. 
creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.